welcome to Chai with Sam Dosa. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all, wherever you are. Hope you are doing great and in good health. My podcast called Chai with Sam Dosa has been running since June 2020, and I had the privilege of bringing amazing guests on the platform to share their wisdom, their heart-centered conversation with me, and more. Please dive in or tune in via iTunes, Spotify, and other major platforms where you can check it out. My podcast called Chai with Sam Dursa. Today, I have an exceptional guest again. Her name is Dr. Kamal Finan. She is originally from Ireland, but she is now settled in Berlin, Germany. So let me give you a small uh, uh, snippet of her journey. She's academia uh, for almost 20 years in Ireland as a researcher and lecturer in cultural studies and literature before she actually jumped onto a new bandwagon of working as a solopreneur herself. So she's a storytelling and marketing consultant for professional and business owners who are tired of complex, expensive marketing tactics and want to build an authentic business around human-to-human connection based on trust, adaptability, and value. Now she's based in Berlin, as I mentioned earlier, and she is actually running her business from Berlin. So welcome uh, to my platform or my podcast, Chai with Sam Dosa. Thank you, Sam. It's great to be here. Excellent. So your journey has been in Ireland. Now you are based in uh, based in Germany, Berlin, Germany. But just share my audience who Dr. Palmer is and what is her purpose. Who am I? Well, I, I, as you said, I, the, the basic facts is I'm Irish. I, uh, I started off working as a, for the government. I left, I studied. Then I went to Germany to study. Then I went back to Ireland to work. And then I just needed, need, I found I had run out of road working in academia for a number of reasons. So I was looking for alternatives for a long time, what to do, what to do, no alternatives came. And then you think, if I don't do something soon, I'm gonna end up just settling into a life of resentment and missed opportunities. So, you know, it, there's a famous poem, now I can't quote for you, but it's, the path is made by walking. <laughs> so you can't wait, you know, for the path to be there. You actually make your path by walking one step at a time, one small step at a time. So I left, I left my permanent pensionable job and um, one step at a time, slowly, I built a small business for myself. As you said, as a solopreneur, I'm, I work, you know, as a freelancer here in Germany. I use the skills I've had all my life, teaching, literature, reading, communication, pedagogy, all of that is part of the work I do now. And I'm, I'm interested, what, what, what motivates me to do what I do is that I see there is such a need in people and in, 
people in business to do things differently. There's such an exhaustion with conventional ways of doing things, the, the, the hype and the hustle as they call it. And people, it doesn't sit well with a lot of people. They do it because they're told this is what you have to do. And then the next morning they look in the mirror and they say, I don't want to do this anymore. There has to be a better way. There has to be a different way. And I'm there to actually offer them a different way. That's what I was. And, and I work with people who, you know, wouldn't call themselves in any way alternative. They wouldn't call themselves, you know, the, 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 the new age entrepreneur or anything like that. They just want to do things that's more aligned with, with who they are. And they don't consider themselves to be the great angels or saviors of the world. Some do, but, but not all of them. They simply want to want to have a, run a business that has less stress, <laughs> is simple. The, the strategy is simplified, and they can look at themselves in the morning and say, "I'm I'm doing okay. This is who I am, and I'm what I'm doing. How I'm doing it is okay. It sits well with me." I think, uh, yeah, I think what, what it's amazing how how you uh, laid it out uh, very simply. Uh, but it is very difficult for everybody to uh, acknowledge those sort of things. With this present, uh, we have to accommodate or we have to adapt the change as we are mm -hmm. going into this new uh, uh, um, spectrum or mm -hmm. uh, hemisphere of change coming in and how we're going to adapt those changes. In your view, as you had a journey from academia, which was your secure journey of like secure um, love uh, of your work and everything as we have been brought up to work for one entity and don't think about working for yourself but you took a very big leap of faith in yourself to leave that security and jump into a completely different uh, place how was what was going on in you and how everybody else around you were thinking uh, well, people thought I was mad. <laughs> if you want, I didn't get support from my, my decision from anybody, from my family, from my friends, from my colleagues. Um, so, but that's okay. You know, I'm, I'm kind of used to, I suppose I grew up just being a little bit of a black sheep. Well, what's a little bit? You either are or you aren't. <laughs> you know, I, I've grown up making decisions that weren't popular. You know, I, I when I left school, you know, I, I did the equivalent of the... Um, the to get you into university, but I didn't want to study. I wanted to work. I wanted my independence. I wanted to get away and do my own thing. And I realized, you know, and I, I got a job and I started working and everything was great. And then I sat at my desk, you know, I was a civil servant working for the government. I sat at my desk after a year into my job. I thought, God, I can't do this for the rest of my life. I, I, I you know, I, they'll carry me out of this in a wooden box. <laughs> so I left. At that time, I just literally handed in my resignation and left. And my family thought I was crazy. And I, I worked in a pub. I worked in a supermarket. I looked after children. I did loads of different things. And then I went traveling. Those were the days of interrail, you know, going around Europe. And by the time that those that trip was over, I realized, you know, I wanted to do something more fulfilling with my life. So I decided I, that was the time I'd start studying. And I didn't exactly know what I wanted to do, but I had been traveling, so I knew I wanted to learn a language. 
and not just learn a language, but really understand another culture. So, um, so I, I, you know, for a number of reasons, I chose German. I studied English literature, German literature, German cultural studies, German history, archaeology, and uh, what else? Did, yeah, that was it. That was that's what I did. And um, and then I went for my year abroad to Germany to improve the language. And after the BA, I did an MA and went to Germany to study and. And all that was worked, you know, it was, it was kind of, you were on a, a sort of a roll, you know, and one step followed the next and you were doing all the things. And then at the end, by the time I'd finished the doctorate, I got a job, you know, I, the, the great, most sought after job, you know, a permanent pension, academic job, wow. And it was wonderful. I mean, it was a very fulfilling time for me, the, the initial years of that, but, Changes came to the to the university sector, and we became we be, the corporate model, if you like, you know, measuring units of output and all of that. That was simply pushed on by by accountants. Really, we're running universities, and I think it's it, and you start you know the principle of why I wanted to teach and how I want to teach. That didn't fit very well with 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 new structures and new measurement. You know how you everything has to be measurable. You know which which you can't you know, teaching is just crazy when you think of it. And the the push was just to research research and just keep churning out publications. And it you you realize this is not why I this is not the way I want to live. And um, and you think, but well, there are you know you can't give up this job. I would I had a you know, a son in school and all those, I had a mortgage, all the things that we all know that keep us in jobs. But, um, you know, I sat down and they asked yourself this question, if you had a year to live, what would you do? I mean, it's that simple. There's sometimes the, the questions. And I said, I would, I would spend that year doing, finding something that I have to work on something that motivates me, that there's a spark to what I want to, to what I'm doing. And that I feel that what I'm doing matters to me and it matters to the other person. And um, so it took me another year kind of to actually to actually make the decision. You know, it was this was going on for years with me, this, this, you know, but I, I remember when I said I would not stay in this job if I had a year to live. Mm -hmm. And another year and I left and I, you know, I... I had nothing, you know, I didn't have another job. I was lucky I could, uh, as it turned out, I could was able to work on a freelance basis for my department until they found there was difficulty finding a successor. So it was a few months where I had that. And then I, I started doing, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And then I always came back to, well, some way where I'm communicating with other people and using what I, the skills I have, teaching, literature, and I started teaching creative writing mm -hmm. um, where I lived. I lived in a very rural part of the west of Ireland, so it was difficult really to get enough classes and students to actually, I couldn't make a living from it. Now, if it was now, you know, we're all Zooming, <laughs> it would be a different story, but uh, and I have to say this, this is, you know, I had no idea how to run a business. When you've come all your life to be working for institutions that, you know, 
I had no idea what was involved in starting my own business. And I made enormous <laughs> mistakes, really. But you, and I did the wrong things. You know, I, I went to marketing courses, start your own business courses, and I got the conventional wisdom of how to do things, which didn't sit right. But I thought, well, this is what it's like when you run your own business. You have to do these kind of things you don't like. And, and you know, I thought, you know, I can't. And again, like everything else, you sit down and say, I can't do it this way. And I was lucky that I found, you know, on the, um, the online world, ways of doing things differently. So I had to kind of start again. And I think of all this, I hadn't a clue in the beginning what I was doing. And I, I, you know, I, it was definitely learning by doing and learning by my, I don't want to call them mistakes, but the experiences I gathered <laughs> in the first few years, they certainly helped me uh, the years afterwards. I, I learned, I had as they say, as a steep curve, a very steep learning curve. I think uh, what you have uh, shared with me and all my audience is about your journey. And yes, it's not an easy um, journey. It, it's got a lot of uh, adventures. If you look at this, change the word from challenges to adventures. You will find mm -hmm. it very soon in that you are having another adventure. Every day is an opportunity to do, to learn something new. Yeah. Um, some people want to accelerate their journey of uh, business setup is to get themselves a coach who will guide them through which he or she has gone through with their own journey of business mm -hmm. setup and everything. And they will say, okay, Carmel, let's do this, this, this. This is how you're going to align everything. And this is how let's discover the clarity of understanding what exactly you would like to do about your business and everything. Mm -hmm. But the journey, everybody is hesitant to start their own business. is now the reflection of 2019. COVID is a reflection. You know, as yeah. you said, people are reluctant to leave their permanent job, which is completely okay. Mm -hmm. Nobody is saying that you just leave the job and start your business. It doesn't work like that. You need to start preparing yourself. Yeah. How are you going to start building, as you said, small steps, understanding mm -hmm. the market, understanding what you are going to be offering. Is it a service or a product? Is it something which is required? Am I solving your mm -hmm. problem? Am I solving your problem? If I'm solving Absolutely. your problem, yeah. then I have a product or a service to offer to other yeah. people. And what will be my undertaking? What, mm. whether, am I going to be doing full-time? My salary is mm. supporting my mortgage and my other things and everything. And if I'm going to cut that salary, am I going to support myself with everything which is going to be sad? My business is going to take some time to take because people started to know me like me and trust me these three factors is not there in oh. you then yeah. people are not going to touch you because also yeah. we, must, we don't know you who you are oh you got a you got a title as a doctor so you must be genius in your field of expertise but we haven't seen you we haven't really yeah. heard you so why do we have to do business with you so it's a quite a steep learning curve and you started mm -hmm. to meet so many people who will say yes you work with me i'll show you the ropes but sometimes they are also holding the ropes from giving you up, getting you as a client as, oh, I'm got a client now. I work with you. I will learn from her as well what she's going through with the failure. So I will learn from that as well. Mm -hmm. So you meet so many interesting people in your life and you started to work out that whether is this the right person to help me to grow or is this the mm -hmm. person who is learning from my mistakes? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, you know, this is, it's, it is a journey, you know, it's a journey when you, and, and, 
you know, I have to say, I chose to leave my job. And just making that choice, it gives you a sense of empowerment, you know, because you're, you are following your own guidelines. You're following your own whatever passion, whatever you want to call it, all the buzzwords around. It's very different, I would first of all say, for somebody who is in a job, they're quite happy with the situation, or maybe not completely happy, but they have made their peace with the world they are in. And they lose their job. And they don't have choices. And that is a very different starting point. So I, I really wanted to say that. And leaving your job, as you said, is not the answer for everybody. You know, it was for me, um, and it was the right thing to do. And I would look back on that time and say, goodness, I'm a different, you know, I mean, we can all say, but I'm a, a completely different person now. And it was all the experiences that I gathered along the way and the people I met that gave me good advice, bad advice, whatever you want to call it. It's all, it was all part of my own learning experience. And what I have learned, now I'm talking just to, to, to people like me, solopreneurs, professionals, micro businesses, small businesses, you know, is you, what works for you will be the right thing for you. There is no one size fit all for, for, for people like us. And people adapt to these conventional, you know, templates we call them and that's not right for them it's not right for them as people for their business for the people they serve and they wonder what they're doing wrong and they're not doing anything wrong in the sense of what they think is wrong it's just they're they are completely they're working it with a misaligned system and the difference for people is when they it's it's not you it's the system you're working with and that, um, when people say, oh my goodness, so I could do, I, I don't have to do this, or oh, so this isn't necessary, or, or, I could, or I could do this instead. When people start seeing that there are other options to running a business, ones that are aligned with, with them and with the, with, with the business they run, it is a huge relief first. And then the second thing, it's empowering because then you can start building something. You can, as I call it, customizing. Mm -hmm. And that is, that is the gift I can give people because I had to learn. I took me, I spent years and years and years, you know, struggling with trying to do things that were never going to work for me. Not that the things were wrong in themselves, but they were never going to work for me. And it took me years to discover that first of all that piece of knowledge and secondly then to discover what will work for me you know what 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 suits me and yeah and and kind of you have to find something that is also right for the people you serve you know it has you have to find that alignment you have to you know you're you're in this together so you're building something for the two of you for your client and for yourself that can grow, expand, change, because right now we are at a major threshold. I don't need to tell you or, or, your, or anybody listening today that, that we're at a major, major turning point. We don't know where it's going. We don't, you know, I, there's a great sense of hope. We're just in the beginning of January talking, 
And there's a great hope for people that, oh, 2021, everything is going to be okay now. You know, we're, we're, and it's not, it's not going to change in January 2021. We're probably going to see months ahead of us of living with the virus, <laughs> of lockdown, of various, maybe a softer lockdown, but we've got months and months ahead of us before we're out of this. And the consequences of what this has done to the economy, what it has done to families, communities, to people, to individuals, it's gonna hit us in a few months time. And, you know, I'm not a doom and gloom person, but, but we will need time and support to get ourselves together and to start looking for, we won't be able to go back to normal, you know, and I, we just got to accept that there is no back to normal. We are creating a new normal and that will take us a long journey ahead, which is good because we should be using this time at least to understand what was so wrong with our old normal and what needs to change with our old normal. And we're looking into a world that's changing dramatically. You know, the workplace has changed completely. The old, my job at university, everybody is working from home and they're now talking about long-term doing certain courses long-term from home and what are the one-to-one, -one, the face-to-face -face teaching, how are they, the blended learning, they're all talking about blended learning and teaching now. Yeah, they absolutely. talked about it as a utopia a few years ago when I was yes. there. Now, now it's here. It's here. <laughs> it is. It is. I was talking to because my daughter is second year in medical school. And I was telling her that uh, it's going to be universities that now shirt what you are going. But would say that it's not medicine. It is the only universities are shirt, which is history, which is other uh, sort of yeah. area of skills but the medicine medical schools are not shared we still have to go and study we still have to go and do exams and everything because i think this is this profession i think is the right profession to be in going forward in the life because somebody was sharing this information on one of the video on his youtube channel it says nurses doctors these are the people who are going to be flourishing going forward in life but again you know it's 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 a journey it's a journey of everybody's to understand that this is something for you or not. As you mentioned, there are a lot of things are changing. Are we adapted to change or are still mm. fighting for the change? And say, no, no, I don't want to be in the same scenario. I don't want to be like this. I don't want to be like that. Because what you are doing, you can be creating more hurdles. You are creating more barriers for yourself to be mm. part of that change. As you said, offices are closed down. Nobody wants to go back to work. People who are being asked to come to work are very reluctant to go back to work. Because they said, no, I don't want to be back to work because I, I'm mm -hmm. very well settled at home now with my family, with my routine and everything. You know, I know that I have to spend this hour with my children, then I can spend that hour with my work. I'm still doing my work. I'm balancing yeah. out everything. And I'm finding very calming because I don't know how to take a commute for two hours. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so companies are realizing that this is very important now to reduce the cost of living, reduce the cost of uh, putting this lot of cost on buildings and everything, 
lacing has to be destroyed now so we don't want the companies to be settled in this office or that office we are going to be have one office which is going to be a normal office where people will come in and do their meeting if they want to otherwise they can mm -hmm. work from home it yeah. reducing the overheads from the company bills people started to start think about green everything has to be green we do not have to spend any money on electricity the leasing of the building uh, the water mm -hmm. bill the gas bill insurance <laughs> insurance liability yeah, insurance yeah, yeah, so yeah. you can imagine every industry is going to have a effect on that absolutely yeah and 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 not everybody of course wants to work full time from home or can because you know for various reasons but we're now in a place of making choices I want to work two days in the office, three at home, or five, you know, whatever. And this is this has opened up the whole new potentials for us for the workplace. And I this is good. This is saving us time. It's saving us money. The amount of time it took to get to work, the amount of cost to commute, the environmental effects of our commuting. I mean, the 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 knock-on effects of this, you know, are huge. But 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 the knock-on effects of COVID have been that it's you know. The hardest thing to look at is that it's 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 given us a magnifying glass to what's wrong in our world, the inequalities. We've seen it now that you know we were not, as they say, not all in the same boat during COVID. So it's going to call on big changes because this is this old normal has got us into a bad place. And we've got to work our way out of it. And with the changes that come in with, with COVID have brought into our, our world, there will be, it will be, I would see it as in a sense, heralding fundamental changes down the, down the, down the track for us, which I see as positive. I, I have to say, I, I see this as, as very positive. There's a, a sense of awakening around in people. Not everybody wants to awaken. People want to sleep on. There will be people who will sleep on and let them sleep on but just you know generally there is a kind of an awakening happening i think is 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 uh, one has to realize that this is a opportunity opportunity yeah. to reflect yeah. upon yeah. whether you're going to be continuing to do the same thing what you've been doing for the last 30 years or you're going to be seeing that as an opportunity to start thinking of something more dynamic about your life yeah, you have yeah. so much gift within yourself to to start to know that who you exactly are. This is a reflection time, and because we are being put into a very quick downturn, I'm not talking about people who have lost jobs and everything. People are still who are in jobs right now. They are suffering with so much drawbacks at the moment because yeah. their interaction with their colleagues are not there, which was there which was a very important thing, which was like leaving the house, going into the office to have a, some sort of a chat with people. Those things have gone now and people are going yeah. into depression. And I was trying to express to a lot of people, a lot of big companies that, what are you doing for your employees? Yeah, even though you're sending one newsletter here and there and so we are working on your mental health awareness week or something like that, but that's email. Who reads emails? Mm -hmm. Who reads emails? If you pick up a phone and talk to your your team and says, guys, how are you doing, guys? Are you playing all right? Is there anything which you like to raise over here? 
are you finding it difficult to work from home or is there anything we can do about to make it more suitable for you to acknowledge this all because we were just shoved into this every mm-hmm. company just shove everybody into this sort of a scenario yeah. your relationship with your partner is not very good in the house how are you going to work from home yeah. exactly yeah how are you exactly going to work from yeah. home yeah. if you have very young children in the house yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Exactly. So everything has to understand by the company. The company has to understand this is very important. We have to speak to the employees. Employees who say, "Am I listening? Am I being listened by manager, or my manager mm-hmm. is being forcibly pushing everything on my throat? I want this report. I want that report. My cousin brother was uh, while talking to him this weekend, and he says, Sam, we have been watched. We have been watched. How much time we are spending?" how much time we are spending on doing tasks if we didn't have we have been threatened to say as we have been threatened to told that you are lucky to have a job we have been threatened like that mm-hmm. you are lucky to have a job so what sort of a culture you are creating what yeah sort of you are creating you're creating a stress not only on that person but you are creating a raft of stress level to a lot of people in the world yeah so i think the dynamic has to change but in your view point is view as a as a new entrepreneur what sort of things you are trying to encapsulate for other of other businesses um i think you know that we have to embrace uncertainty <laughs> i mean i've said that before all this happened because when you you know when when i worked in academia i had a very very set structure mm-hmm. i knew how many students i would have in almost every course you know we always reached our quarters you had to research you had to produce publish so many so you you had you, you had so many weeks of term everything was structured everything was certain you you lived in a very organized world and when you leave that world you cannot bring that kind of certainty with you you know so you you have to make peace with uncertainty in whatever way you do that and i found that easier than some people have it doesn't mean that everything is chaotic there's a difference but you can plan to a certain point but things can go can just fall apart in a moment and i've learned that you know you yes you can have a certain kind of plan of of what you want to what you want to create but you've got to be so flexible you really flexibility and be able to respond to changing situations that happen overnight you ha- you ha- you've got to get that you've got to you've got to in some way manage that um a lot of people a lot of clients that i had where they call themselves corporate refugees okay there were people who you know, had given 20 30 years of their lives to a cor- to a corporation and they just had to get out now one of the things they had to let go of and 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 I say this because I also had had some of this myself is that you've a sense of entitlement that you've worked so hard you've you've put the work in you've done all this and now you're on your own so you are entitled that this should be easier and it doesn't work like that um so i would say flexibility make peace with uncertainty you are not 
you have no divine entitlement to anything. I would advise that you create some sort of support system around you. It could be one or two people. It could be a group. It doesn't, it, it's whatever feels right for you. Don't try and do everything on your own. And you need somebody to run ideas with. You need another, you need another pair of eyes. You need somebody who can say, you know, I don't think this is going to work. And you, you need, you need, you need interaction with people, you need support. And I would say create a support system in whatever way it works for you. Like my support system is all on Zoom now. Mm -hmm. That's fine, it works. We have to, we, we all have to uh, adapt. You know, your flexibility is huge, but, and the advice I got about a year after I started that I didn't take that I do now and I give to everybody is this, if it doesn't flow, let it go. And there is a huge wisdom in that because it doesn't flow for a number of reasons. And they all come back to that. It's not the right time. It's not the right way for you. They're not the right people. They're not the right clients. It, 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 it doesn't matter. If, it's not, if it doesn't flow, let it go. That doesn't mean you throw everything just you know, in the beginning. You know, sometimes you have to work with something and you think and this constantly running into problems or difficulties or something then you know that this is this is not working i'm not saying throw everything in the first moment that has been one of the pieces of advice that i truly live now and i would say that when you let go of for example clients that that there just are trouble from beginning to end you're actually creating space for the right clients to come along. This is what people will always say, well, I, I need the money. You, you, of course, we all, we all need the money. Listen, this is the first thing. I'm, this has to work, you know. <laughs> I'm not giving out kind of uh, nice advice. I, I give people advice for their business that has to work. That means that they have to earn money. So it's not, it's not um, this is unpractical, you know. But unless you are, well, until you are willing to let go of the struggle, of this, this you have. I have to put up with this to earn money. You, you're just, you're just burdening yourself unnecessarily. It's incredible when you do actually let, stop, struggling. I and think, then, yeah. One thing, one thing that I would uh, sorry, sorry, can just interject over here. One thing I wanted to add over here is that um, you know, when you say uh, the flow. Yeah, let it be in that sort of, and then let it go as well. Because sometimes what happens that there is another uh, we use in our business coaching is that you know you put your mind, you put your uh, focus on the project which you are working on for three months. If that fly started to fly and it is giving you the potential, extend another three months. Yeah, mm -hmm. because what happened mm -hmm. is we get rested or we just say, oh, yeah, it's not for me. I'm not going to do it because we did not put 100% on it because we started. Uh, yeah, and sure. As you said, you know, we have to start slowly. We can't have a big leap of faith. You mm. you don't know how to walk. You started to jump. And there's yeah. the same analogy or, uh, we use as when the child started to walk. We encourage the child to walk. We can't just say, oh, you well down, don't worry, darling, don't worry, sit down, don't worry, it's for you. 
what I mm-hmm. does is what we do, we encourage it. encourage mm-hmm. them to walk. So that will be their stand. And that's why I said a lot of people, you know, if you're starting a business, hire a business coach or mm-hmm. hire a mentor because you will have so many questions if you don't have the answers. Yeah. Your time yeah. is very precious. Your time is very precious. You talk to your mentor and your mentor or your coach and so this is my idea. If it is okay, it's a good idea, but I will tell you this idea has already been implemented over here. How yeah. you are new about this idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How are you going to execute this idea? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. instead of spending so much time and starting the business and then say, Oh, nobody is buying for me or my message is not clear and this is not where this and this thing is not that. Learn from other people's mistakes, other other people's uh, failures and success. Instead of creating your, you have to create your own failures as well. I'm saying people you do, yeah. You people have to fail to learn. You to learn. have to yeah. fail. This is a buzzword which is called failure. You need to use this word every time. You have to fail to learn something, and sometimes you have to learn from somebody else's mistakes as well. You can't mm-hmm. be doing the mm-hmm. same mistake what other people are already done. Yeah. Yes. That would be that would be putting, uh, shooting your own foot all the time. Yeah, yeah, right. totally, totally. I, I completely agree. And I think you know, you know, going with the flow is when you tweak something. Ah, now it's worth. So you you've got to stay. I mean, you've got to patience. You know, I said, don't want to, anybody misinterpret what I'm saying. Is uh, if it doesn't flow, let it go. Just start something, then throw it aside. You lose interest and this isn't working. That's not at all what I mean is, you know, you, you've got to stay with something, tweak it, see, you know, what's, did, is it, you know, and then, and then you realize at the end of it, we're not, it's just not moving. This is not going. And then that's the, the experience then is to let it go. But what is the learning experience for you out of it? You know, that you could have been doing, you know, for example, uh, talking to the completely the wrong client. It, it just, there's so many reasons why it doesn't flow. I won't even start, you know. But it doesn't matter. It's what's, when you let something go is you have an experience and you need to know what is the wisdom in that experience for me? What, 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 have I, what has that taught me? And that's how we become better at doing business. We, we, we are open to advice from others. And we are learning for ourselves. And that is, 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 it's really so important. And another thing I would add to this, and I just want to say this is, when you run your own business, it is you, you know, your personality, which means your weaknesses, your strengths come to the fore in running your business. And it is a crash course in discovering who you are, I would say. In ways that working for an organization will never expose your 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 weaknesses or your strengths. You know, to me, it's 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 if you want to know yourself, <laughs> start start your own business, because all the issues you have are going to come to the fore in running your business. So I think it's it's um it's it's incredible, and I see that with clients and with myself. As my goodness, as I said to you at the beginning, I'm, I'm a different person than I was when I started because. I had to look in my, at myself in the mirror many and many a morning and think, oh my God, wow, is this who I am? Is, is this what I'm prepared to do or whatever? You know, that's, yeah. Amazing, amazing. So can you tell my audience how they can connect with you? 
Okay. Um, I have a website. Mm -hmm. It's storydialogue.com. One word, storydialogue.com. My email address is carmel. That's C-A-R-M-E-L, carmel at storydialogue.com. My name, Carmel Finnan. On my LinkedIn profile, you get me there. And yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you very much, Carmen, for giving us your insight about your journey from academia to a solopreneur, helping so many individuals. And I think that's that's amazing to hear from uh, learning. It's not about jumping on the bandwagon that everybody's starting a business or I should start a business as well. It doesn't work like that. One has to start to prepare themselves before they dive into it is about yeah. continuing on your one leg which is stronger and then you start building your second leg which is going to be your firm strong strength is to build something better for the future so thank mm. you very much once more time to you it's a pleasure, for being pleasure. On my podcast Jai Sam Dosa and I wish you all the best for your endeavors thank you very much thank you so much Sam thank you mm.